people is a leader's most important task. An organization cannot increase its productivity, but people can. The asset that truly appreciates within any organization is people. Systems become dated. Buildings deteriorate. Machinery wears. But people can grow, develop, and become more effective if they have a leader who understands their potential value. The bottom line and the essential message of developing the leaders around you is that you can't do it alone. If you really want to be a successful leader, you must develop other leaders around you. You must establish a team. You must find a way to get your vision seen, implemented, and contributed to by others. The leader sees the big picture, but he needs other leaders to help make his mental picture a reality. Most leaders have followers around them. They believe the key to leadership is gaining more followers. Few leaders surround themselves with other leaders. The ones who do bring great value to their organizations. And not only is their burden lightened, but their vision is carried on and enlarged. The key to surrounding yourself with other leaders is to find the best people you can then develop them into the best leaders that they can be. Great leaders reproduce other leaders. The greatest leadership principle that I have learned in over 25 years of leadership is that those closest to the leader will determine the success level of that leader. A negative reading of this statement is also true. Those closest to the leader will determine the level of failure for that leader. In other words, the people close to me make me or break me. The determination of a positive or negative outcome in my leadership depends upon my ability as a leader to develop those closest to me. It also depends upon my ability to recognize the value that others can give my organization and me. My goal is not to draw a following that results in a crowd my goal is to develop leaders who become a movement. Stop for a moment and think of the five or six people closest to you in your organization. Are you developing them? Do you have a game plan for them? Are they growing? Have they been able to lift your load? Within my organizations, the Leadership Development Institute in Joy and Skyline Wesleyan Church, Leadership development is continually emphasized. In their first training session, I give new leaders this principle. As a potential leader, you are either an asset or a liability to the organization. I illustrate this truth by saying, when there's a problem, a fire in the organization, you as a leader are often the first to arrive at the scene. You have in your hands two buckets. One contains water and the other contains gasoline. The spark before you will either become a greater problem because you pour the gasoline on it or be extinguished because you use the bucket of water. Every person within your organization also carries two buckets. The question a leader needs to ask is, am I training them to use the gasoline or the water? 
An organization's growth potential is directly related to its personnel potential. When conducting leadership conferences, I often make the statement, grow a leader, grow the organization. A company cannot grow without until its leaders grow within. I'm often amazed at the amount of money, energy, and marketing focus organizations spend on areas that will not produce growth. Why advertise that the customer is number one when the personnel have not been trained in customer service? When customers arrive, they will know the difference between an employee who has been trained to give service and one who hasn't. Slick brochures and catchy slogans will never overcome incompetent leadership. In 1981, I became senior pastor of Skyline Wesleyan Church in San Diego, California. This congregation averaged 1,000 in attendance from 1969 to 1981, and it was on an obvious plateau. When I assumed leadership responsibilities, the first question I asked was, why has the growth stopped? I needed to find an answer. So I called my first staff meeting and gave a lecture titled, The Leadership Line. My thesis was, leaders determine the level of an organization. I drew a line across a marker board and wrote the number 1,000. I shared with the staff that for 13 years the average attendance at Skyline was 1,000. I knew the staff could lead 1,000 people effectively. What I did not know was whether they could lead 2,000 people. So I drew a dotted line and wrote the number 2,000, and I placed a question mark between the two lines. I then drew an arrow from the bottom 1,000 line to the top 2,000 line and wrote the word change. When leaders changed positively, I knew the growth would become automatic. Now I had to help them change themselves, or I knew that I would literally have to change them by hiring others to take their place. Since 1981, I have given this lecture at Skyline on three occasions. The last time, the number 4,000 was placed on the top line. As I've discovered, the numbers change, but the lecture doesn't. The strength of any organization is a direct result of the strength of its leaders. Weak leaders equal weak organizations. Strong leaders equal strong organizations. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Potential leaders help carry the load. Usually leaders fail to develop other leaders either because they lack training or because they possess wrong attitudes about allowing and encouraging others to come alongside them. Often leaders wrongly believe that they must compete with people close to them instead of working with them. Great leaders have a different mindset. Management expert Peter Drucker was correct when he said, no executive has ever suffered because his people were strong and effective. The leaders around me lift my load in many ways. Here are two of the most important ones. First, they become a sounding board for me. As a leader, I sometimes hear counsel that I don't want to hear but need to hear. That's the advantage of having leaders around you, having people who know how to make decisions. Followers tell you what you want to hear. 
Leaders tell you what you need to hear. I've always encouraged those closest to me to give me advice on the front end. In other words, an opinion before a decision is made has potential value. An opinion after the decision has been made is worthless. Second, they possess a leadership mindset. Fellow leaders do more than work with the leader. They think like the leader. It gives them the power to lighten the load. This becomes invaluable in areas such as decision-making, brainstorming, and providing security and direction to others. National opportunities and responsibilities often take me away from my local congregation. It is essential for me to have leaders who carry on effectively while I am gone. And they do. It happens because I have spent my life finding and developing potential leaders. The results are very gratifying. This leadership mindset of sharing the load is wonderfully demonstrated by, of all things, geese, as illustrated by Tom Washington. When you see geese heading south for the winter flying along in a V formation, you might be interested in knowing that science has discovered why they fly that way. Research has revealed that as each bird flaps its wings, it creates an uplift for the bird immediately behind it. By flying in a V formation, the whole flock adds at least 71% greater flying range than if each bird flew on its own. People who share a common direction and a sense of community get where they are going more quickly and easily because they are traveling on one another's thrust. Whenever a goose falls out of formation, it suddenly feels the drag and the resistance of trying to go it alone. It quickly gets into formation to take advantage of the lifting power of the bird immediately in front. If we as people have as much sense as a goose, we will stay in formation and so will those who are headed the same way we are. When the lead goose gets tired, he rotates back to the V and another goose flies the point. It pays to take turns doing hard jobs. The geese honk from behind to encourage those up front to keep up their speed. What do we say when we honk from behind? And finally, when a goose gets sick or is wounded by gunfire or falls out, two other geese fall out of formation and follow it down to help and protect it. They stay with the goose until it is either able to fly ahead or dead, and then they launch out on their own or with another formation to catch up with the group. If we have the sense of a goose, we will stand by each other like that. Whoever was the first to call another person a silly goose didn't know enough about geese. Leaders attract potential leaders. Birds of a feather really do fly together. I really believe that it takes a leader to know a leader, grow a leader, and show a leader. I've also found that it takes a leader to attract a leader. Attraction is the obvious first step. Yet I find many people in leadership positions who are unable to accomplish this task. True leaders are able to attract potential leaders because leaders think like them, leaders express feelings that other leaders sense, 
Leaders create an environment that attracts potential leaders. Leaders are not threatened by people with great potential. Unless you want to carry the whole load yourself, you need to be developing leaders. Leaders who mentor potential leaders multiply their effectiveness. Not long ago, at a conference where management expert Peter Drucker was speaking, 30 of my leaders and I were continually challenged to reproduce and mentor other leaders. Peter asked us, Who will take your place? He kept emphasizing, There is no success without a successor. I left that meeting with one resolve. I was going to produce leaders who could reproduce other leaders. No longer was it enough to grow by adding leaders. Now my focus was upon multiplying those leaders. To accomplish this, I began to train my leaders to learn the fine art of setting parameters and priorities. I wanted them to gain a deep understanding of our goals and then go out into our organization and train others to someday replace them or help carry the load. The board of my organization has always been my focus when developing leaders. In 1989, one half of my board members were brand new, and the group faced major decisions on a $35 million relocation project. I was concerned. Could decisions of such magnitude be made by rookies? However, my fears subsided at the next board retreat when I discovered that every new board member had been mentored by a former experienced member. The old board had heard me and implemented my teachings, and the new board was now benefiting. The new members had come into their positions already running with the rest of us. It was then that I realized an important lesson. Leaders create and inspire new leaders by instilling faith in their leadership ability and helping them develop and hone leadership skills they don't know they possess. My experience with the board shows what happens when people work together side by side. When people work for a common cause, they no longer add to their growth potential. Their unity multiplies their strength. The following antidote further illustrates my point. At a Midwestern fair, many spectators gathered for an old-fashioned horse pool, an event where various weights are put on a horse-drawn sled and pulled around the ground. The grand champion horse pulled a sled with 4,500 pounds on it. The runner-up was close with a 4,400.